0: Another edition of beat the closing number presented by thelines.com. com. My name is Eli Herskovich. You can follow the lines on Twitter at the and you can follow the lines lead MLB analyst as well at Monawara, just as it's spelled on the screen. I won't bother trying to spell it out for you as Mo gets pissed off when I misspell his last name, understandably, but we're going to break down three bets for Mo on today's MLB slate, starting off with Brewers, Cardinals, Yankees, Jays, and then to wrap Astros, Cubs. But first and foremost, Mo, for the listeners and viewers, for that matter, on YouTube and those that are listening on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts, if you want to get more interactive with Beat the Closing Number, remember to give the video a thumbs up on YouTube and ring that bell to get notifications whenever the Lions releases a new sports betting video on any betting market. Just like the Preakness video that was released with horse racing analyst for FanDuel Racing, Simon Bray, yesterday as in Tuesday afternoon. But, Mo, how did your MLB bets go on
1: Tuesday night? Not a good day. 0-2. <laughs> what happened? Um. So... One of them was very, very ugly. Uh, the Phillies lost on a pop-up that went about 20 feet past first base. So that was fun. Um, just a little Brave-style Keystone Cops defense. Uh, dude just was <laughs> running out into the foul territory looking looking up at the moon, and the ball fell 30 feet to uh, the side of him and the outfielder didn't get there. So that was awesome. Uh, Just a (laughs) disgusting one. Really. If you just look at the, the way the starting pitching performed Uh, Wheeler was much, much better than Alex Cobb, but Phil's had their fair
0: share of scoring opportunities too. Yeah.
1: Bad defense and not hitting with runners in scoring position. They went one of 11 with runners in scoring position. So, and then uh the other game was about to be a winner one out away. I even had people texting me worst case scenario there. Was, I knew we lost really when people were texting me that uh we were 95% to get there. And then um Who texts you that? People on the other side. It was their fault really. Oh, it's just it's not something you should do to somebody really. I mean, it's not. And then uh yeah, one out away, and they threw ball four to Jorge Soler with the man on. But it was going to be fine. I mean, two two men on, uh, <clears throat> you know, still a one-run lead with a bad hitter coming up. But the ump decided to call ball four as a strike, and then Soler homered to win the game on the next pitch. So that was quite frustrating as well.
0: Yeah, crappy umpire. It is... Really the norm in Major League Baseball right now. And another reason why we should get robot umps. But on that note, Mo, I don't know if you saw Cardinals-Brewers Tuesday night, but your boy Devin Williams, you have a saves leader bet on him. He's a little lower on the list. So it's not like this result necessarily helped your wager as of now, although it may down the road, depending on how Williams does in that market and that category. But eighth inning, Two runners on for the Cardinals and two strikes that were called that were balls. And yes, they were at the top of the zone. And you could say, okay, the ump and ump in general may call those strikes throughout the course of the game, but they weren't called strikes over the course of the game. And all of a sudden Mark Wagner calls them strikes against Brandon Donovan to dramatically change the at bat in a three, two game. So a one run game, Donovan ends up. I think striking out either way the result wasn't out. And then the Cardinals got nothing from that. Yes, Milwaukee tried to give the game away in the bottom of the ninth inning with a terrible, terrible mistake by their center fielder. But nonetheless, the Cardinals definitely got the worse of the eighth inning result. And for White Sox fans out there, or just baseball fans in general, Mark Wagner has been a part of an infamous call going back to, I think, the late, Part of last decade or the decade before that, with Hawk Harrelson, former White Sox announcer, famous White Sox announcer that went off, and he has his fair share of rants too. But very, very infamous rant towards Mark Wagner in a White Sox Rays game involving veteran pitcher Jose Quintana. But Mo, I don't know if you have had had a chance to digest that call from Tuesday night yesterday, but. Man, we just keep getting these calls. And it also happened on Monday night. I referenced this from our Tuesday podcast with Giants and Phillies, where the Giants closer got the benefit of a call in the eighth inning, or maybe it was the bottom of the ninth. Either way, that swung the first game of that series. Now the Giants are up 2-0 in Phillies and Giants in their respective series this week. So it's it's a pandemic in a sense, when you think about major league baseball and it happens every single season, but we just keep going more and more in the direction of why we need robot umpires. And I'm not trying to take away from your baseball bets here for Wednesday night, but it just really pisses me off if you can't tell already.
1: Yeah. I feel like it's been worse than ever this year, to be honest, there's been some really bad ones. Uh, just seems like, a lot of times they're just calling based on the count and not the and not the pitch. Like honestly. Just if it's three oh you just get it anywhere into the ballpark. As long as it didn't like leave the ballpark, it's a strike. And then if it's like 0-2 and it's you know unless it's in the middle of the zone, it's just a it's just a ball. Right. And I had for that matter, I had no money on Cardinals Brewers
0: last night. I just writing those Cardinals features out. We mentioned that last week on our podcast with Fangraph's own Dan Zimborski. If you want to check that out, Cardinals were as high as plus 550 to win the NL Central. And I think still around 40 to one to win it all. And I think they're going to get some pitching help along the way. They're already getting it in the form of a A call-up for tonight's game. Oh, that's the first of your three baseball bets for Wednesday's slate. And, Brewers are 24 and 18 with the help of Mark Wegner from Tuesday night and Cardinals as a result of that loss. They've still won, I think, seven of their last nine, but sitting at 17 and 26 and need all the help they can get despite the fact that we're sitting in the middle of May. This game is lined at a PK at some shops, but I believe still as high as minus 120 towards the Brewers at bat MGM. Corbin Burns taking on. Liberador for the St. Louis Cardinals. Again, getting called up for um AAA tonight. and Theoretically, he's going to stick around in the rotation for St. Louis. And Cardinals potentially go into a six-man rotation down the road. But Burns has pitched well in his last, I believe, three or four starts. And that's reflected in his 3-3-5 ERA after a rough start to the season. But his 4-4-4 XFIT says otherwise, potentially getting some negative variance either tonight or down the road. But libertor for St. Louis, after making his debut major league debut last season, has the fourth highest called strike plus whiff rate. So that's CSW percentage for the abbreviation, if you're familiar with that metric, in AAA this season. So he's been very good for St. Louis in the minors, and he's getting his shot against a Milwaukee team that struggles against lefties up until the fifth inning and the sixth against Montgomery for the Cardinals on Tuesday night, which definitely aided the Brewers' chances of winning that game as well, not just the help from Mark Wegner and Devin Williams in the eighth. So how are you betting Brewers and Cardinals,
1: Mel? Mel? Yeah, Milwaukee's offense still struggling against lefties. Back down to 77 after I pumped them up uh a while ago. Back down to a seventy-seven WRC plus there. Back bottom five. And uh a lot of injuries, honestly, in this in this uh lineup as well. Uh I believe Luke Voigt may maybe went on the IL, and then <clears throat> I don't know if Christian Yelich is gonna play. He went out with back tightness. Um, so that's been kind of a recurring problem in his career, I believe. So yeah, I think we're going to see a pretty ugly lineup here from the Brewers. And Corbin Burns, he's kind of still struggling, I think. I mean, swinging strikes, chase rate, these are still just average, which for him is really bad. Uh, 4.59 Sierra, he has the worst walk rate of his career. I know he had a finally a good start last time out, but it was against the Royals, and he still had four walks. So... Um, I think that this could be a good spot for the Cardinals lineup, honestly, even though it is Corbin Burns. Um, They have been the best versus cutters in baseball so far. Corbin Burns' cutter is his primary pitch. He throws it more than half the time. Um, And the Cardinals will take their walks as well. You know, Burns has always been a guy who works outside the zone more than almost anybody. Um, Cardinals have the ninth-best walk rate. So I like the Cardinals here. I like what Libertor is doing in AAA, like you said. Um, not only is he getting good results, but potentially more importantly, he's throwing harder. Um, the fastball was his big weak point last year when he came up. Um, maybe now that he's throwing 95 was what I was reading 95. Maybe that plays where 93.8 did not last year. He got smacked around with his, with his heater. Um, I think it's not even really a velocity issue. It's mostly like location and like straightness of the, of the fastball, and that's but, normal for young pitchers. Yeah. But at least maybe if he throws it a little bit harder, uh, it'll help him a little bit. And he's crushing it in triple a, like you said, um, 3.69 FIP, 3.34 X FIP, And those might not sound super impressive to people, but the, the Cardinals triple a team plays in like a super bandbox box league where every stadium is basically uh hitter's paradise. So these are actually tremendous numbers. Um, as a former top prospect, like, I'm a little more willing to believe in in these numbers. And maybe he's figured something out. And he's pitching the way his pos- prospect pedigree says he should have. So, uh, I did have the Cardinals as <clears throat> the favorite team here. And the market did not this morning. So, I think it is moving that way. But there's still a plus 100 uh, this morning and just now at the time of record. Yeah, even
0: money still available. And I was digging into Christian Yelich's status for tonight while you were doing your breakdown, Mo. It seemed like yesterday's absence from the Brewers lineup was more of a precaution. So maybe this line ticks up a little more Milwaukee's favor just by nature if Yelich is back in it. We'll see what happens, though. Nothing confirmed in terms of his status for Wednesday's game, depending on when you're listening to this episode to beat the closing number. And remember, as Mo mentioned, to head over to thelines.com. If you want to get the best of the number across the board, check out the... Available prices, money line odds, along with run line or total, whatever market fits your betting angle for tonight's game on any game for that matter over at the lines.com price shopping is really something that should be a part of everybody's repertoire when it comes to betting on any sport, but over to the AL East Yankees at Jays. Yankees and Blue Jays, for that matter, both six games over 500. New York at 25 and 19. Toronto, 24 and 18. And when you think about division matchups, and this goes for Brewers Cardinals too, even more critical early in the season when you get these, just because all teams across Major League Baseball have had their division matchups shortened by five games this season. So you're getting more interleague games as a result. And New York is actually looking to take the First three games of this critical four-game ALE ALE series. Garrett Cole, who's actually as low as plus 300 to win the AL Cy Young Award. Currently the favorite, although Mo, Joe Nolan Ryan. As low as 12 to 1 to win the Cy Young Award. I would just like to put that out there if you have a comment or two. Uh, Cole, though, taking on Chris Bassett. How are you betting Yankees Jays and any thoughts on the
1: next coming of the great Nolan Ryan? Well, first I would like to say, um, <laughs> I may have underrated Sonny gray, by the way, when I talked about, hopefully this before, he gets blitzed today by the Dodgers. He's hopefully been really good. And I was like, he added a cutter. So he's actually pitching differently. Maybe I'm underestimating his true talent level too. It's pretty amazing. The twins are struggling somewhat as much as they are like with this pitching staff, they should be so much better than they have been. But anyways, as far as this game goes, I'm betting the market, I'm betting the opposite of the market apparently because the market is slamming the blue Jays and they are pretty close to, I think they might even be close to being favored in a couple spots. spots. Um, I don't understand this whatsoever. Um, I do don't think Vladimir Guerrero is going to play. That's like huge here. I, he left the last game with knee discomfort. One lineup protection I saw had him in there. One did not. So I could be way off here. But I just assume early in the season, you don't want to risk stuff. Um, you know, he's the best player on the team. There's really no need to like throw him out there. This is still a good lineup. Competitive at least without him. So... Yeah, I would be surprised if he plays, but yeah, I I don't really see where Toronto has much of an edge in this game. If they don't have Vlad out there, then this offense is at least close to New York's, Um, and as far as pitching goes, this is a massive edge for the the Yankees. Uh, I know Chris Bassett did well against the Braves last time I faded him, but his velocity still, even though it's going up a little bit, it's not where it was last year. And I think basically a 200 BABIP is is what's saving him. His ERA estimators are really bad this year. I mean, 4.92 Sierra, 4.59 X ERA. He's not pitching well. And his ERA is good, but he's he's not pitching as well as his ERA says. And I know he's been a BABIP suppressor in his career, but it's not to this level. So, yeah, when he's missing these chases, when he's missing these swinging strikes, and he's surviving off Babip, he looks like a ticking time bomb to me, and Garrett Cole's been his usual excellent self. Um, not quite as dominant in terms of, like, missing bats, but uh, not as many home runs this year. It looks like he's doing a little bit of a better job suppressing the dingers, so... Yeah, if he's still an ace, which he definitely looks like he is, uh, I don't understand how the Yankees are even money here. Not not with Vlad missing from the lineup.
0: Yeah, and to your point, just like how you mentioned with the Yelich injury, although we'll see what happens if he's in Milwaukee's lineup or not. Guerrero left the game against the Yankees last night uh, after suffering a right knee or after dealing with right knee discomfort and headed for an MRI exam, according to... Mike Wilner who reports on the Jays, so similar to Yelich we'll see what happens if he's in the Jays lineup tonight but this seems more likely that the J star is going to be out for this game on to the final game that we're going to discuss for Wednesday's card 8 10 p.m. Eastern time first pitch Cubs at Astros Chicago 19 and 23 and Houston the antithesis of that record Twenty-three and nineteen. Drew Smiley taking on J.P. France. I know Smiley helped you out in your Cubs Twins bet, I believe, last Friday. And Houston actually has the eleventh highest WRC plus against lefties this season. But that number, the Astros are usually higher up in that category when it comes to crushing lefties. Although you don't have Altuve in the lineup right now, believe Bregman is. Out or maybe that was just a, a one-game instance, and then Jose Abreu continues to struggle. I mentioned my Joe Ryan future. Jose Abreu, that was a a bad bet. Hasn't really hit the baseball and doesn't have a homer yet. And it is May seventeenth. So as much as he hit a he double hits, the other day,
1: and I had to do a double take.
0: <laughs> yeah, he did. He did get an extra base hit. It's it's odd for a guy that usually struggles in April and the struggles. Early in the season happened for hitters, and maybe that's what's happening to Abreu right now. But no homers is a little concerning. The power may have died off. Battery may have been turned off on Jose Abreu's career, potentially. And then you think about my other bet, Xander Bogarts, an MVP. He has completely turned off, whether it's batting average-wise or any metric for that matter regarding Xander uh, Bogarts. But, Mo, how are you betting Astros and
1: Cubs for the final bet, final of your three bets for Wednesday? I took the Cubs. Um, This one I'm not as excited about as the other two. I know that Houston profile is actually decent against Smiley. Like you said, they're okay against lefties and – they hit curveballs at an above-average level so far this year. That's obviously Keegan Smiley. He's so curveball-heavy. But I just mostly want to fade something JP France. Um, I don't Wouldn't understand just say the market something France? This something is a something. France. This is a something. Yeah, but you I, said something JP France. Well, there's is another for- France. I don't want people to think I'm dumping on Thai France. Okay. This is something JP France. That's fair.
0: Just for context, whenever Mo says something x name or in this case something x x name it is because he is saying i don't know who the hell this player is and he's gonna get trucked tonight
1: i'm trying to disrespect this guy right why does the market respect him though i'm so confused i'm i faded him in every game so far i think i'm one and one um yeah i don't get it he's not a strong prospect like he didn't dominate triple a last year at age 27 110 innings pitched i mean so that's you already know he's not a strong prospect based on that but his prospect grades also are just like very unexciting you know looks like a future like middle reliever or whatever um he's basically surviving off a 156 babbitt his chase rate is horrible Twenty one percent. I know that the Cubs don't have their best lineup out. Horners hurt and Bellinger's hurt, so they have like a pretty significantly watered down lineup. It's still okay. And I just still I can't get the Astros this high of a favorite when they have this big of a pitching uh disadvantage, basically. I mean JP France is is not it, I don't think. So unless this guy is way, way better than I think or the prospect grades think. Then and the computers as well, they project him roughly replacement level. I mean, they have him as a below average reliever, so that's pretty bad.
0: By the way, we were touching on this over the last couple of weeks when it comes to NL rookie of the year, just in reference to your Cubs. So, hopefully, Matt Mervis, if he's in the lineup for Chicago, which you would think he would be against France, then potentially we'll. I'm I looking into the numbers right now. Outman and Carroll still lead the market Mervis down to 40, 50 to one or as high as 50 to one to win and a rookie of the year. So for the Cubs to creep back here offensively, because the other call up for Chicago of late is either homering or striking out in regards to Christopher Morrell, I believe. So they're going to need power from Mervis. And I think he homered on Tuesday. So, uh, hopefully for your sake, he goes yard tonight and for anybody that decided to tack on a rookie of the year future for him. But we're going to dig more into MLB futures on tomorrow's episode with FanDuel's Zone. Jim Sonnis. He's going to join us on the Thursday edition to beat the closing number to break down all things MLB futures. Mo, do you know if you'll have any? I'm not going to force you to say if you'll have anything for the Thursday card, but any idea? I know there's two night games. One of them being Dodgers and Cardinals.
1: Adam Wainwright. Wow, Adam Wainwright. I would say, hmm, let me see what we have cooking tomorrow. Usually, I would say if there's two games, I'm an underdog to have anything going um, as far as the bet goes. But, I mean, I've been pretty on market with Urias, I think, for the most part same for the other pitchers i don't think i'm usually fading any of these guys or betting on them a lot although possibly jose barreos i still think he's been very good and i don't know if the market is as onto that yet since his results still haven't matched really what what he has been doing on the mound all right so a little tease there for mo for thursday slayton
0: jim will join us as well known him in the industry for quite a while our guy brett colson Used to do a podcast with him, apparently. Had no clue. So that's what you get when you bring guys out of the industry. Everybody knows everybody, but that's coming in your podcast feeds or on YouTube. Remember to smash that. Subscribe and thumbs up button to get notifications whenever the Lions releases a new sports betting video, including our MLB podcast. But... For Mo, for myself, Eli Herskovich, remember to follow the lines on Twitter at the If you want to get Mo's bets in real time, I believe Mo has a couple more wagers, and you can find those on the Discord channel depending on when you catch this episode. I believe those are for Wednesday afternoon. So that's over at thelines.com and the lines free Discord the link is in the top right corner on the line site. But like I said, for Mo, for myself, Eli Herskovich, thanks for watching and listening to another edition of Beat the Closing Number presented by TheLines.com. So long, everybody.